Welcome to Dating and Other Fucked Up Stories. I'm your host, Rachel Ash. Upon my debut into the dating world, I thought everyone had the same concept of what normal, decent, and acceptable was. It took the first unsolicited dick pic to bitch slap me back into reality, and holy shit! From that point on, I knew it was time to buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because I was in the motherfucking wild, wild west. If you enjoy this episode today, feel free to send it to a friend in need. If you are listening on Apple, take a moment to write a review. I truly appreciate all of you. You all help keep this podcast alive. If you have any questions or your own fucked up story to share, feel free to slide into my DMs at Dating Podcast. To help us grow, click on the support the show link in the description of this episode. By supporting us, you help us expand our content and upgrade the show. Get early access to episodes and exclusive perks. Subscribe now on Patreon. Sitting on a bench at a dog park somewhere in the suburbia of South Florida, I glanced at him with curiosity. He sat next to me and stared off directly in front of him into the dark abyss. I reached out for his hand and placed it in mine. Look at me, I said softly. He was apprehensive, but after a few seconds turned to face me. His sunglasses were still on, hiding all of his sinister secrets. Take your sunglasses off. Look at me, I said in a loving and nurturing way. I could feel him. All of him. The sunglasses could not hide what I saw. I saw shame. I saw guilt. I saw insecurity. I saw a very lost person. I saw a destroyed man with dog shit on his shoe. He had literally and figuratively stepped in shit. Later on, when the entire story unfolded, I would truly understand the irony and significance of this moment. And so begins the tale of the little drummer boy. January 2022. Sitting outside Anne's florist off of Las Solas in Fort Lauderdale, I stared off into nothing. My herbal tea, once piping hot, had turned cold. I was in a daze of dating exhaustion, and it was just the beginning of 2022. A notification popped up on my phone and distracted me from my daydream. Bumble. There's a new message. I click on the message. There it is. My entire South Florida dating experience, the last two years summed up in a few lines. Do you like to be dominated? Come to my place at 10 p.m. I have a bottle of wine. Oh, hello, Pitbull. I guess you're making performances on Bumble now. This man was not Mr. 305, but he was bald, short, and obviously mentally disturbed. Wearing thick black sunglasses in every photo, it was obvious he thought very highly of himself. He thought he was a star. How did we match? Trust me, I'm, I'm asking myself the same 
thing. Honestly, I had seen his profile and thought it was hilarious, so I swiped right in hopes of hearing what his story was. It worked clearly. He told me he was in the music industry and was in Miami shooting a music video for his next single. I laughed. Maybe it was Pitbull? (laughs) I shook my head and put my phone down, took a sip of my hibiscus tea and closed my eyes to rest my mind for a few seconds. There was peace in this moment. A moment that was short-lived when his proposition suddenly bitch-smacked me in the face. Come to my place at 10 p.m. I have a bottle of wine. Oh, geez. Does this actually work on women? It's no longer dinner and drinks. Now it's wine and dick. Disgusted, I handed my friend Elle the phone for her to take a look at his solicitation. She shot me back a face of pure horror and anger. She didn't have to say anything. I know, I said back as I reported him to Bumble. This behavior is dangerous for women. I want to protect my fellow girls from potential predators. The days of saying whatever you want to women are over. If you say something unacceptable, you forfeit the privilege to use dating apps. We have reduced dating apps down to sources of easy, cheap sex. Who does it benefit? Men. Dating apps were created for men to have an endless supply of women. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. If it was to benefit women, then dating apps would be created much differently. Even Bumble, the app that boasts being on the side of women, favors men. Bumble is the lazy man's tinder. Men sit back and let women come to them. Then they let the woman take care of everything. They let the women plan the entire Date. Sometimes they even expect her to pay for her side of the date. Slightly discouraged, Elle and I went on to talk about dating in South Florida. Both of us were beautiful, educated women in their early 30s. We had so much to offer, yet the only men we were running into lately were failure-to-launch type of men, or as Elle likes to say, farts in the wind. (laughs) Farts in the wind are men who initiate a few lines of correspondence, talk about meeting up, but never actually set up a date. Hence, farts in the wind. The two of us ladies probably didn't have the best mentality that day outside of Anne's. Could you blame us, though? We had been through the ringer with emotionally unavailable men. We needed the universe to throw us a bone for once. With a big, breathy sigh... I melted all the negativity away and seeped back into enjoying my hot tea on this Sunday afternoon in the heart of Fort Lauderdale. Live, soulful, acoustic guitar music took over the outside patio, setting the tone for a girl at a crossroads. I was in the crossroads. I was ready to give up. Hell, I was already ready to accept God's plan for me to be eternally single. I wasn't afraid anymore. Then, there he was. Another Bumble prospect popped up. Are you ready? I had asked when we matched on Bumble. And he replied, Always, but so I can get in the right headspace, what am I ready for? He asked. Our date tonight, winky face, I replied. 
<laughs> right to it. I love it. Absolutely. Where do you live? He asked. Flagler Village. I love that you're so spontaneous. I answered. Spontaneity. The spice of life. Winky face. Okay. That's not far at all. I'm at Hollywood and 95. Sure, let's meet in Fort Lauderdale, I suggested. Sounds good. Anywhere in mind? Hmm, what's open on a Sunday? I start to think out loud. Not sure about Fort Lauderdale. There is Shooters by you. It's like nice, casual. Not sure if you've been. They have a beautiful outside area, though it's a bit chilly. Yeah, let's go there, I replied. I told Elle I somehow just set up a date. I needed a date. It had been a while. I needed a night out to detox. Then I remembered Sidewalk Bottle Shop. I had been following these guys on Instagram since I had seen them on a friend's story a couple of months prior. These guys are hilarious. Their responses were always funny whenever I would apply to their stories. Very engaging, which is rare on social media accounts of bars and restaurants. I assumed it was, uh, one, they were just starting out, or two, they were just cool as fuck. Maybe a little bit of both? I digress here. It was Sunday, January 23rd, 2022, and I messaged Sidewalk Bottle Shop, a local wine shop here in Fort Lauderdale. You're not open tonight, right? No, we are closed Sunday and Monday, but we'll be there today drinking for the football games if you want to pass by. Should I bring a first date I just met today on Bumble or just come solo and hang with you guys? <laughs> first dates for sure, replied Sidewalk Bottle Shop. They loved being a fly on the wall for my dating adventures. All right, see you soon. I'll bring the entertainment, I said. <laughs> we are heading that way soon, they replied. This was going to be good. I know how much these guys love watching train wrecks. Did I feel bad about it? No. I had zero expectations for this guy. He was a perfect stranger. Why not have fun with it and sip on some great wine at the same time? We're here. I wrote to Sidewalk Bottle Shop. We're still at Chops and Hops drinking espresso martinis, they answered. To which I replied, we'll go to American Icon and be back. Sounds like a good time. DM me when you head over. Will do, they replied. Those must have been some damn good espresso martinis, chops and hops, because my sidewalk bottle shop friends were MIA the rest of the night. <laughs> there are two sayings associated with espresso martinis. One, you can't just have one. Two, wake me up to fuck me up. Perhaps both apply in this situation. Wearing my reddest lipstick and dressed in my knee-high black suede boots, I headed out to meet Little Drummer Boy at the brewery. The Honda Civic Hatchback. This car is the epitome of every college guy, except he wasn't in college. He was 32 years old. Perhaps he was a boy in a man's body? This isn't going to be much of a prospect, but let's do it. Let's do the date. Tall, six foot, with dark hair and ears slightly larger than the rest of the proportion of his face. We end up at a pseudo-brewery called American Icon. It's not a real brewery, in my opinion, and apparently I was not alone in that analysis because this place no longer is in business as of December 2022. We order beer. 
Then I see them. Some strange tattoos. He had plus on one wrist and a minus symbol on the other wrist. They were odd tattoos, and the placement was even more peculiar. Tattoos were a hit or miss with me. As an artist, I believe anything you put permanently on your body should be meaningful. A lot of people get tattoos to get tattoos. They don't even know what they're putting on their body. <laughs> like, no regrets. <laughs> Perhaps uh, the plus and minus had some significance to him, but we hadn't even gotten to that question yet. As the date continued, he actually seemed like an okay guy. We ordered some food. I was starving. I'm always hungry. <laughs> we instantly hit it off. We had a similar love language, music. He had previously been a professional drummer in a few bands. Coincidentally, my brother was a professional drummer as well, and I had played clarinet for over 12 years. So we connected in theory, in music theory at least. After splitting a burger and finishing our not-so-delicious beers, we looked at each other and decided neither of us were ready for the night to end. Next stop, Vino's on Las Solas for a nightcap. Slightly bummed we never ended up at Sidewalk Bottle Shop, but my date was less of a train wreck than I had anticipated. It was a nice change. The guys wouldn't have had much of a show. At Vino's, we were the only people at the bar other than another couple sitting in the opposite corner. We snagged a round booth near the entrance and sat down. Both of us ordered red wine. Good choice. Classy. No Tito Soto with this date. Perhaps it was the red wine, or the intimacy of the booth. Both of us seemed to really get comfortable with each other. After a few sips, we were diving straight into deep intellectual conversations. He opened up about his entire life. This was foreign to me, a man being so emotionally open. It was attractive. He worked as a professional drummer for years. In fact, his band was almost signed by a major label, but the lead singer was deported. They tried to make the band work, but ultimately the group dissolved. After that, with the encouragement of his family, he decided to go the traditional career route and graduated from FAU. I believe he studied English. At this point of his life, he was a social media specialist at a local audio company. He seemed slightly dissatisfied with his stagnant position at the company, though. He wanted more for himself. Adopted when he was three days old, he had never met his real parents. However, he considered his adoptive parents his only parents. As he told me his story, I could hear a bit of a Southern accent. And we all know how much I love Southern gentlemen. Then I found out he was from Dallas, Texas. Of course, it all made sense. This drew me to him immediately. Surprisingly, the date went well. Just when I had written off men. For two years, I had become so used to unhinged dates that this good date took me off guard. This was a regular, run-of-the-mill, normal date. We were so immersed in conversation that we closed Vino's. He walked me to my car and kissed me goodnight. After that night, everything moved so fast that before I knew it, I was in a full-blown exclusive relationship by week three. 
Then, over time, layers of the little drummer boy began to unravel before my eyes to reveal a horrifying monster. Dr. Jekyll had transformed into Hyde. To be continued. There you have it. Until next story, this is Rachel Ash signing off. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.